This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Kina, and this is my first full-length video that I'm going to be making in a series of videos about complex PTSD and recovery. So this video is going to be about the nervous system. Um, this is about how the nervous system works, how it gets impacted by trauma, how a traumatized nervous system can impact your life and what healing your nervous system means for mental health and trauma recovery. So this is drawing from something called polyvagal theory, which is something I'm gonna be talking about a lot because I think it's really important and um, really amazing insight into how trauma affects us. So to begin, um, polyvagal theory basically is the theory of our nervous systems and the science of safety. And I am borrowing that from Deb Dana. She's one of the uh, leading specialists on polyvagal theory right now and someone that I've learned a lot from. So our nervous system controls so many things. It controls how we feel safe, how we interact with the world. Uh, it has physical and mental health ramifications. So I'm going to start by talking about what a healthy nervous system looks like. Um, a healthy nervous system has three levels of activation. The first one is called ventral vagal. Uh, and this is basically the space that you're in when you feel safe and grounded in your environment. If there is a healthy nervous system and there's no threats, no risks around, it'll be in ventral vagal. When you're in ventral vagal, it feels like being grounded, being connected to your body. Uh, when you're in a ventral vagal nervous system state, you can learn new things, your cognitive function is working, you can connect with people um, and communicate with other people well. Um, ventral vagal is safety, it's felt physical safety, and it allows us to really take in the world and grow as people. Um, and so with a healthy nervous system, that's where you would be most of the time, unless there was danger that you were reacting to. So the next level of the nervous system is the sympathetic nervous system. And uh, a lot of people have heard of this because this is where you have fight and flight. So when there's danger or risk in the environment, when something happens, um, the sympathetic nervous system kicks in and you go into fight or flight and also fawn which is a different trauma response um, that I will talk about later uh, so in this you know middle zone um, you might feel agitated you might feel depending on if you're in fight or flight or fawn what your reactions are um, this can feel like being on edge anxious very aware of your environment disconnected from other people um, hyper vigilant uh, this is known as being hyper aroused. So when you're in the sympathetic nervous system, you're hyper aroused. Your senses are heightened. Your nervous system is on high alert um, to try to assess and manage threats around you. Um, and then the third level is called dorsal vagal. And this is also known as freeze mode. And this is shutdown mode. So it's the opposite of hyper arousal. It's hypo arousal. Um, when you go into dorsal vagal shutdown, it feels like being numb, collapsed, um, disassociative. Um, <clears throat> you know, you're frozen, you feel frozen. So these are all good, healthy functions, right? We're built with these functions because we need them to survive and to navigate the world. Um, having fight, flight, freeze, and fawn are tools that our, our system uses to respond to danger and navigate it. So it's not a bad thing. 
Um, but let's talk about what happens in complex trauma to the nervous system. The way that a nervous system gets damaged is if over a long period of time, a child stays in fight or flight and they're not able to feel safe and feel relaxed in their body, the nervous system becomes wired into hyperarousal, into those, those reactions of danger. And what it does is it damages that person's ability to tell the difference between real danger and perceived danger. Um, it basically warps the body's natural ability to send signals about safety. And so I'm going to talk about some of the, the main ways that a damaged nervous system might show up in your life. So um, one, of the, one of the first ways is just chronic anxiety, uh, chronic depression, and chronic mental and physical health problems. So um, it's exhausting for the body to always be on high alert, to never be able to feel safe or relaxed. It's been linked to a lot of different chronic illnesses and um, medical problems. Um, but that's not what I'm as familiar with. What I'm more familiar with is, is the impact on mental health. So a chronically uh, hyper-aroused nervous system can look like anxiety, just constant anxiety, because that's what it feels like to be in a fight-or-flight state. It's like irritated, at, or irritable, agitated, on edge. Um, so chronic anxiety could be a sign of a, of a dysregulated nervous system. Um, a hard time navigating emotions and emotionally regulating is one of the main main ways that a nervous system that is damaged shows up so um, what that means is you might go really back and forth between highs and lows and have a hard time finding that middle ground like going back and forth between um, a hyper aroused state of like really anxious and on edge and then crashing and shutting down and becoming really like depressed and tired and going back and forth between those um, Another one of the main ways that a damaged nervous system could show up in your life is emotional flashbacks. And that is also one of the main signs of complex trauma. So that's something that I'm gonna be talking more about. But an emotional flashback is something that happens when um, a trigger, either external or internal stimulus, brings you back to a time in your childhood where you felt powerless and helpless and the body reacts and shuts down in the same way. Um, so whatever that reaction is, if you're someone who tends to like freeze and shut down during conflict, like a fight happens and you just totally shut down or um, small triggers of stress will send you into a panic attack. Those can be emotional flashbacks and what's happening in those is that the nervous system is taking in a, a stimulus, a stress stimulus and interpreting it as danger um, because of that inability to properly uh, differentiate between current danger and, and danger from the past. So um, a damaged nervous system is something that impacts our cognition, right? Um, you can't think clearly or, or make rational decisions if you're not in ventral vagal. It affects our ability to form relationships and attachments with other people. Uh, you're not able to uh, form the same level of attachment or connection with someone unless you're able to feel safe and uh, at home in your body. Um, it impacts our emotional regulation and our ability to manage triggers. It's, uh, it's a pretty big deal. So now that I've explained um, what polyvagal theory is, what a healthy nervous system is, and what a damaged nervous system is, I'm gonna explain what I think the implications of this are in treating mental health problems. Um, one of the most popular kinds of therapy that I'm totally not knocking because it has its time and place, but one of the most standard kinds of therapy is cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, 
that's where you're basically focusing on the link between your thoughts and your behaviors and trying to question unbalanced thinking and, and form healthier thinking patterns. That's great and that can definitely help people. But one of the issues with that is that when therapy focuses solely on thoughts and behaviors, it leaves out a huge component of what trauma does, which is impact the body and actually damage our nervous system and our somatic responses to things. And so I think using this framework, it can give a lot of insight to mental health professionals about what is motivating certain behaviors that the clients might be struggling with. So I'm going to use a couple examples of um, drug addiction, substance abuse, and eating disorders. So those are those are things that I think are um, the <clears throat> are very based on trying to self-soothe the damaged nervous system. So if you have a, a damaged nervous system and you spend a lot of time in a hyper or hypo aroused state, that's really uncomfortable, that makes it hard to live, and you've probably found strategies to manage those symptoms and try to even yourself out. Unfortunately, a lot of us were not raised with you know, a lot of guidance in good, healthy ways to regulate our nervous systems and emotions. Um, a lot of us aren't even aware of kind of what our nervous systems and bodies are doing because there might be like a disconnect there. So a lot of it is subconscious. But in my experience, if you take someone who's, um, you know, abusing substances, like they're drinking way too much or they're, they're using other drugs in a way that's harming them, um, and you ask, what are you getting out of this, right? Instead of just focusing on what is this doing to you that's bad, asking what are you getting out of this? And a lot of the times you'll, you'll find that people are naturally reaching for a substance that helps them regulate their dysregulated nervous system back to a calmer state. You know, so people who have a lot of anxiety and panic and aren't able to feel safe in their bodies might find that the anesthetic or numbing um, properties of alcohol or other drugs is the only way that they can suppress that anxiety in their nervous system and feel safe and relaxed. Um, other self-soothing uh, habits are all based on trying to soothe the traumatized nervous system. Um, this can really be anything, you know, I, I'm not going to list all the habits because there's a billion of them, but um, binge eating is a really great example. Like binge eating is a way to manage your nervous system. A lot of people find that um, like food and eating can be a sensory way of unconsciously trying to connect with your body and like calm your body down. Um, so a lot of eating disorders come from come from those attempts. Um, I think starting to understand the purpose that our maladaptive behaviors serve from this perspective of polyvagal theory is extremely helpful because because what that does is first of all it can hopefully give you some self-compassion for whatever those habits are that you beat yourself up about understanding that like oh subconsciously my body has actually always been trying to survive and to regulate and to find a way to be safe and maybe there are maladaptive or destructive ways that um habits that i've built to to calm my nervous system down but when you recognize you know what the purpose of those different mechanisms is um, you can understand that they do serve a purpose and that a lot of the things that we don't understand that we do have this like somatic root. Um, and then once you understand what purpose these different behaviors are serving, it becomes a lot easier to try to meet those needs in healthier ways, right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm really using alcohol as a way to suppress my like anxious and hyper aroused nervous system. And now that I know that, I can start trying to find, you know, other healthier ways to to feel safe and to feel calm and to heal my nervous system. So I think the most important takeaway from all of this is that 
Integrating somatic and physical therapies into cognitive and emotional therapies is really, really important for trauma recovery. Um, a healthy nervous system is what allows you to feel safe and feel connected to people. And that's what gets lost in trauma. Um, trauma erodes the ability to feel safe in your own body, to feel connected to your own thoughts and emotions, and it erodes the ability to connect meaningfully with other people. And so working on regulating and healing your nervous system is a way of um, retrieving those kind of lost skills that trauma takes away from us um, to, to attach and to feel safe, which is hugely important for any kind of mental health recovery and really important for moving away from any bad habits or maladaptive habits that you might have. Okay, I'm gonna read this quote uh, by Bessel A. van der Kolk. Uh, she is the author of The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. And this is one of my favorite books about this subject. Traumatized people feel chronically unsafe inside their bodies. The past is alive in the form of gnawing interior discomfort. Their bodies are constantly bombarded by visceral warning signs, and in an attempt to control these processes, they often become experts at ignoring their gut feelings and a numbing awareness of what is played out inside. They learn to hide from themselves. This author also has a lot of really amazing work about what it really looks like to uh, heal your body as a part of trauma recovery. And she says that learning how to befriend your body, um, learn to respond to your body's cues, uh, and feeling safe in your body are the most important parts of recovery for any trauma survivor. So that's something that I focus on a lot. It's a lot of information and I hope that I've uh, organized it in a way that makes sense. This is my first video, so I'm still super new to trying to create content about this. Um, so if you've watched it, thank you. And I really hope you've enjoyed it. I would be super open to any feedback or um, questions and I'm looking forward to making more videos about this.